better be recording a little bit. Oh shit. <laughs> <coughs> Welcome to High Q, baby. We're more than happy for you to join us here in 2021. Supposedly going to be completely different than 2020. Um, but thank you for joining the Goonie Tunes. My name is Luai. I'm Shaky G's. They call me Appeal. And we are more than happy to bring you the beats. The motherfucking bars. And that bullshit. Bullshit. I mean, there's nothing better to uh, kick off a conversation with in terms of bullshit than... Um, than storming the Capitol. How <laughs> how are we feeling? Dude, that about siren this? was so fitting. It's a fucking D Day outside, man. Dude, there's only there's only one way to feel about that, and it's that it's just a fucking aberration. It's an appalling <laughs> look on all of us Americans, truly. I mean, I don't know how else to I don't know how else to phrase it. That's really interesting that you would uh, say that because I I was home yesterday after getting back from my Colorado trip. And I was talking with my home mom. Home in Cincinnati. Who actually, um, well, uh, new home. I was I was like at my parents' okay. home, um, oh. gathering my stuff. But um, yeah, I was talking to my mom, and my mom apparently went to the uh, Washington D.C. and was what? at the Capitol. Like, not no like way. she wasn't. She wasn't okay. She wasn't like fucking breaking down the windows and like terrorizing. Senate, I mean, like, yeah, but she was at that rally. Yeah, no, she, yeah, she's not. She's not moving yeah. that fast, bro. She's, she's not <laughs> evading anything. <laughs> she, yeah, she is watching from afar, but um, cheering him she, on. <laughs> no, but she, yeah, she was there, and um, her perspective on the situation—it it really is just kind of hilarious because it is just the exact same thing as like perception of like the Black Lives Matter protests, but now it's like the other side and it's just really funny to watch the perception of the riots slash protests whatever you want to call it morph into the you know favorable opinion just, of the side that you support does that side just feel like they're owed a chance to like fucking riot now is that like what they're saying whereas one side was protesting racism the other side is like oh yeah democracy let's let's fucking tear shit up about that like do well, they just like oh we're owed that now I mean, like, what's point, the, I don't understand the argument. I really don't. Her point was like, oh, the protest was mostly peaceful. And then she was like, oh, yeah, but there was those busloads of Antifa spies that came in. <laughs> oh, my like, God. She said that? Yeah, dude, I, I audibly laughed out loud. Like, when she said that, I, like, let out the loudest. I was trying to, like, compose myself Engage and, not, in the, and, yeah, normal and just talk to her without, like, getting into it or getting emotional. But, like, when she was like... Oh no, the violent parts were in Tifa, like egging it on. And I was like, <laughs> like, I literally made that noise. I was like, Dude, oh fuck, I just took this conversation to a I new I wish level. we would have talked about this before <laughs> we, we hopped on the podcast because that just took me by fucking storm. I cannot believe that your mom went down there. Um, did, yeah. I can, I can understand how everyone should respect the fact that people should be able to protest and work their. F- amendment rights whatever those mean at this point to support what they believe in but this can't like there's no way that someone can look at what happened and think that this was meant out of voicing opinion like this was just some 
big coup, literally, to just well, well, to mean, an extent you can't even like it's it, it, you have to blame the people that were there, obviously, but the fact that like the fucking sitting president currently, the lame duck president, is sitting there, literally like, yeah, I'll go with you, and then like we'll, hides we'll, and we'll walk to the Capitol together, like. Yeah, I'll be there with you to do this and then fucking convince all the Capitol Police to let them fucking in. Like, that's where the real blame should lay. And yes, the people on the ground, but like, they're like for four years, just like they've been manipulated for four years, they were manipulated into doing something crazy and stupid and ruined people's lives because of DJT motherfucking (laughs) lame duck. That's because of fucking Antifa. I mean, that's their that's their perspective. It's like this was a peaceful protest. We were out in very large numbers because. We all genuinely believe in this cause. And then buses of Antifa members came and dressed up as Trump supporters and, like, egged everybody on to, like, invade the Capitol. And, like, so, and that just, like, makes everything so much easier and more palatable in their mind. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that was just, like, a little side thing that wasn't even caused by us. It was, like, the other side But wasn't side that the planting. same? But wasn't – weren't they totally discrediting that idea of – Proud Boys and, and like right wing yeah. nuts no like doubt. invading the BLM protests and that setting fucking exactly fires and I'm things saying. like they just totally discredited that in the summertime and now they're like oh no that's totally what happened this that time. is exactly what I'm saying like I ended that conversation with my mom by just like giving her a little like cross I was like this is your perspective based yeah. on what side is doing the dude protesting. it's just a tunnel it's a narrow tunnel of hypocrisy that that those people are yes, absolutely are going through right now like they're literally just they feel slighted and the the reason completely unjustified compared to the reasons that there were protests six eight months ago but they feel slighted and they feel like they want to exercise their rights and these are the ways that they are overcoming any type of dissonance they may have by finding this little narrow tunnel of logic to go down and when you look at it from our perspective we're like are you serious like are you yeah <laughs> is oh this God, even it comparable and imaginable but and it, and it is honestly it's a good time for maybe a little break check on your own beliefs just to make sure like all right if i'm able to observe this type of hypo- hypocrisy on the other side like i need to double check myself um but i think it honestly it it adds up logically in terms of viewing it from our side but not really from the other side the other side is like we have legal processes and results that we're just trying to invalidate and there is a definite figurehead that has a lot of like skin in the game in terms of you know donald trump wants to be president again yes and he is essentially a leader and like dictating and driving you know this anger and unrest in ways that like dismantle our legal system whereas like black lives matter protests is like my brothers are getting killed in the streets and there's never any like consequences or there's no like it's like what else do you do at that point like the literally the law is like hunting you down and like killing you like you have a right to participate in civil unrest to highlight that whereas the other side is just like uh, we didn't get our way. Like we're just gonna say yeah. everybody else cheated and oh, yeah. God, the 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 sides of the coin really are like, you know, fa- mothers and fathers who have their like sons, like little black sons, saying like, why did they kneel on his neck for nine minutes? And the other side is like, I want Trump to be president. It's like there's just no like I don't understand. There's no empathy whatsoever. And Donald Trump is solely using these 
He realizes that Facebook and these things have totally pushed an agenda that fits his narrative and totally manipulates them in that way. And until now, there has been no consequence for that. And I hope there's more consequences to come. We, uh, even through the, the five minutes that we've been talking about this, you can tell that there is a bit, like we are able to recognize the hypocrisy. We're able to see that this is a byproduct of everything else that's been going on and that really that there's no like soapbox that they're standing on. It's just kind of like a you know, we can do this too, like type of thing that kind of brought them all together. I'm wondering though, what, like our own personal beliefs aside, what does this show everyone else, including ourselves, like about where this country is, bro? That, that I think this is the biggest thing that's kind of landed for me about like, okay, like if we can storm the Capitol with some Walmart guns and whatever, and it can absolutely tear down our media for a day and send shockwaves like that through the nation, like what what the fuck is going on? Dude, it's, I don't know if I can think of like, at least in my lifetime, and I'm, I'm like a history person, I don't know, like I can't think of a lower point really, like. We spend like seventeen billion dollars a year on defense, and these motherfuckers just walked <laughs> oh, in. God, they dude. just walked in. Like, I, what yeah, the hell? How they how do they not like anticipate that either? Like in terms of, I don't think this rally or whatever going on was like an unknown event. No, it they was planned totally it. Planned. Uh, yeah, it's like all they had at the Capitol was a couple dudes with gats. Like, oh yeah, we got you guys against this like two hundred thousand person army that's like walking up here like i just feel like it was pretty obvious to know like what the center of attention was going to be like why did we not have like more security there why were a bunch of people a bunch of fucking rednecks with guns just allowed to fucking walk up the stairs and like make everybody barricade inside i that's just that's where things are like kind of in the fallout of that a little like confusing because i'm just not sure who's loyal to who I'm pretty sure Donald Trump doesn't have a lot of friends in the government, so it's not as bad as it might seem, but it just seems obvious that, like, we should have had a lot more, like, security and, like, military support at the place where they're ratifying the election results. It was also kind of a, I don't know, in seeing a lot more videos, in reading, like, testimonials, it, it seems like, it seems like the media has this, like, stronghold on people that are in power right now it seems like they could do one one thing and they recognize that whether they do that one thing out of kindness or whatever that it's just going to get twisted and turned and i feel like over time that just has the people in power in some type of like i don't know sleeper hold you know like that the capital should have ran out there with 15 people or however many people and been like get the fuck away this is the capital we will shoot you if you fucking come up here and yet they can't because they know that one video will leak and then all of a sudden the capital doesn't allow people to impart their first amendment like they're so afraid of the narrative that might turn out of a situation and they should have done it frankly Uh, if if they were um if, if they would have gone about it in a similar way with the BLM protests, then it would have been fine. Like, but they handled both incorrectly, wildly incorrectly, and in different ways. It's like there is no process. To me, it's showing that there's no process. They keep winging this. And at the end of the day, the power of the media and narrative shaping is going to take precedence over just doing what's right. I think that a huge part of it is it being the party of the Second Amendment. So, like, all these motherfuckers yeah. are showing up with guns and shit. So, 
part of the predicament is, you know, instead of a Black Lives Matter protest where everybody is generally unarmed, you can just do whatever the fuck you want to them. Like, these people all show up with guns and shit, so I, I feel like that's part of the reason why the police, like, don't treat them nearly as, like, badly or severely. But then Black Lives Matter protests are viewed as being more violent and more liable to um, cause damage and unrest, where the reason for that is because, like, the oppressors just come in and have all the fucking power because most of the protesters are unarmed. But now we have the uh the the trump side of things with the second amendment behind them and now it's like oh shit like if we try and do anything to these people they're just gonna fucking shoot so, us so uh, you know i carry right uh <laughs> you know, you know I carry. Like, oh my god fuck you kent state dude this they said they had a tweet pants. they had a tweet right after this that said make trump king now that was a literal opinion oh that they had. God, dude, how can you? So fucking. And they say, and they say, the American. Right well, before we wrap, I just want to point out one thing about, like, like I was really interested in what you were just outlining, Grant. I think there's one thing that I can't get out of my head, and I don't even know if it's it might it might be rhetorical, but the idea of the Second Amendment being honored in the situation where there's like 300 people with malicious, you know, probably malicious intent, pretty pretty high up on on their priority list. Imagine if there was just one Saudi Arabian person outside the Capitol with a gun. That person with would be gun. struck oh down within four to five seconds yeah. with absolutely no remorse whatsoever. Hmm. But when there's 300 mm -hmm. white people like with guns outside, all of a sudden it's a Second Amendment act. Like there, It's just so fucking systematic and disgustingly ugly the way that it, it all just gets... It's up to the perceiver, and the perceiver is always the person in power. So what power does anyone else have, you know? Yeah, and I guess probably just, like, a relatability to things. Like, uh, dude, there's, like, videos of, like, cops, like, letting people in. and like, Oh, yeah, they're waving, you know, they're waving them in. Yeah, like, following them in. It's like, man, you like just know that shit park, would dude. not happen if you just made the people rioting into a different color. Like, that just... just it's just so obviously different, like, how that scenario is treated. It's stupid. It sucks, man. Are you kidding me? What have we been saying on this yeah, podcast? So Juxtaposition. <laughs> yes. Ju juxtapose, um, I think, is a, like, cleaner way to use that, potentially. The BLM protests juxtapose the Trump supporter rallies in the way that they are treated by, by security. They receiving scrutiny. Yeah, looking at them like, yo, who is he? Doesn't matter, cause it's just a fucking white guy. Man, I think I'm just gonna let him by. Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> that motherfucker gotta go. Talking about Donald Trump. Yeah, he lost the election, but now all these white folk give him hell protection. Ooh, that's all they did for four years. What the fuck you thinking if he had four more years? They blame it on the Democratic side, but yo, look around society, this shit is up in fire, and that's Trump's problem. He motherfucking in charge. So the blame goes on him at large. DJT, a motherfucking BP brain mid bitch made in the most powerful seat. 
can't the fuck? understand, can't understand at all. These motherfuckers are rushing the fucking capital. They trying to burn it down, threaten the legislators. Yeah. But now I'm gonna see y'all later in federal prison Cause you a fucking terrorist Yeah, there is no fucking scaring this democracy I swear goodwill prevail But they're gonna try and dismantle it if they're able Ooh, people protesting better health care Got pulled out of their wheelchairs We live in the hell here This shit is weird How are we waving people in like it's fucking Cedar Point? Do you get my fucking point? This is not a ride This is not a fun fucking time When a bunch of white guys run up on with fucking guns I never seen anything like it in all my days I hope this helps America change its motherfucking ways Ways I don't know Shit How we throwing elbows In the mosh pit Cause everybody full of it Yeah some of those triggers They've been pulling it Like the gun sounds in the back of the Instrumental Yeah I swear this shit super mental Cause people think they just In threatening doing what they want They never gonna be letting them go Ooh, thank God for the media Giving us the shit before it ends up on Wikipedia They be feeding us the motherfucking truth I want everybody to look, including all the youth Look at we turned into, look at the future days Yo, we gotta get into better days forward That's where we moving toward Yes, you know we climbing up Oh, we gotta do better Moving up, moving down You know Donald Trump, he want that fucking crown Yeah, democracy trying to upend it So Twitter got on and was like, your account suspended Motherfucker, mm. you can't tweet anymore <laughs> Good, it's overdue Yeah, dude, I mean, that's kind of a low-key another topic of conversation I mean, you know, censorship, like America, Dude, free speech, like Twitter is we... a business, bro. Twitter, like I understand the whole free speech thing, but there, it's it's a very simple cliche, but it was one that applies very well. You can't yell fire in a movie theater, bro. You can't tell a a big mob that's very angry about something to go to this place that's very illegal to go to, and you fucking know that. I'm sure people have told you that, or you just know it, and incite fucking violence. Like you just can't do You're that. You're the shit. president, and you can't continue to spew. Right. Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, that's another whole separate argument. But, like, as just a normal person, like, that's also the case. Like, Twitter can suspend anybody they fucking want. Well, well, what's the, I mean, try and spin it from the other side, though. Like, what if uh, you're viewing some sort of, like, BLM prominent figure online is telling people to go to this certain location and then that ends up turning into a riot? Is it of Twitter's responsibility to, you know, also mute that individual. Well, I'm sure there'd be punishment that goes along with that. So yeah, I mean, if that's it, it maybe not for evidence sake, I guess, but I maybe not suspend it th- or sorry, they can suspend it as long as they don't delete the shit and they can see it as like a, as evidence toward a punishment as a result of that. I, I think it's just out of but that. Their, I mean, that doesn't go. I don't unpunished. disagree at all. Blake. I, 
Actually, I do fully agree. And I think, honestly, it's just out of their scope. I think it's out of their scope to be able to track every tweet that goes out there and understand the mm-hmm. intention behind the tweet based on the person and what they want out of like putting it out. Like, I think Twitter is just in deep water in terms of not being able to control what goes on their site. And we have fallen so we rely on things like Twitter tech businesses like that to keep us afloat nowadays that we don't like we don't have the motivation to halt them until they're able to scale to this large you know what i mean like there's no checks on them yeah and they are benefiting from that but they're also not completely aware of the the damage in this sense there's a ton of damage we could talk about with social media but in this sense of not being able to censor the way that they should and need to well and that's like I keep. I always. I feel like every single time I bring up something on Netflix, but the social dilemma does a very good job of outlining how social media has been detrimental to the whole political sphere because it perpetuates one side being seen. So if you, as the fucking president, are perpetuating this one idea that all of your people that support you are going to see, like social media platforms need to be more aware that that is like very dangerous and. Honestly, I give kudos to Twitter and Facebook. I think Facebook did the same thing and suspended him or like, you know, whatever sort of keywords he might put out there or might be spread around by his rhetoric. Like they're, you know, shutting those down. And honestly, it's it's probably overdue. Well, a way I want to try and pose this discussion is like, what is a metric that we can use that we can apply censorship in a way that's unbiased? I mean, I, based on what we've talked about, I think we have a good understanding of you know, right and wrong in this situation, and the side getting censored, in our beliefs, is wrong, so we agree with it. Yeah. But how do we make sure that even in situations where we might not agree with the censorship or we support censorship towards something else, like, what is a more universal metric? Is it is it prominence? Is it number of followers? Like, you, can, you can't keep track of everybody, obviously, so... Well, there's, I mean, impressions is a big thing, or, like, engagement on social media. Like, that stuff can be measured. You know, if you're the president, or, you know, somebody with just a couple million followers or something, like, you have a ton of... Like, Elon Musk, for example. Like, if he was tweeting out all this shit and being, like, it'd be the same thing. You know, I don't know what side he stands on, honestly. He's kind of a nut job, too, but... Like, if he was tweeting out a bunch of bullshit and causing problems, like... And I don't know if Twitter just, like... So it's like, okay, hit the button, he's done. Like, I'm sure there's, like, calculated discussions. They might even reach out to that person and be like, yo, you're, like, this is what we think. Like, you're causing some serious issues. Like, I don't think it's as black and white as people say. Like, obviously, Trump's been tweeting for five years, like, some bullshit. Like, it it was kind of, the writing was on the wall eventually, and this was, like, the straw that broke the camel's back. Obviously, it's unprecedented, but these are unprecedented times, so. I think that that's a really fair question, Grant, but I think that we could talk and, you know, I think that we could come up with a bunch of different theories on like what they might do best. But I think at the end of the day, they are one of the most praised tech companies and honestly, one of the most praised American companies um, and probably the leader in social media at the moment. And it's like if if you are suspending Trump's account with 13 days left in his presidency and you're doing it after the the peak you know, the summit that it has all been leading to for four years. What really are you doing? Like, it, I think it's fair to say kudos to them, Blake. But that made me think of like, why? Why the fuck are we congratulating them on doing this after they should have done it many, like a very long time yeah, ago? I agree. But there's also a reason that like, if you look at the impeachment process now happening, like 
it's more so for the principle of it. Like like we mentioned earlier, like this this needs to like be punished. Like there needs to be some punishment in accordance with having this whole shit with the capital happen. Like yes, it might be like oh, what's the point? He's only got thirteen days left. But it's like, dude, you fucked up like big time. Like this is not okay. Yeah, I'm just and again, I just keep trying to pull it back because like this situation is, I would say, pretty easy to talk about because it seems sure. pretty black and white. Um, I'm just wondering how we can more universally kind of apply, like, what is our censorship standard? We're agreeing that, you know, the fire, you can't yell fire in a movie theater principle. We're believing that that holds true. So I, mm-hmm. I, I think that that makes sense. I think that that can make sense to a lot of people. So mm-hmm. I, I feel comfortable trying to tie our justification to that. So I'm wondering if it's like further, you know, you have maybe two other criteria of um, enacting a censorship um, on some sort of account. You have potentially like engagements, you know, is this person putting out a certain How many, like, well, template type of sorry, tweak? Sorry, one second. Let, can we, the points you're making, let's connect them to the movie theater because I think that's a way more digestible way to think about it. So like you, with engagement, you maybe like how many people are in the movie theater at the time or whatever. Yeah. Or like how, you know, how many people heard him say it? Like, was he just like nudging his buddy? Like, hey, bro, look, at movie theater's on yeah. fire or something. Or was he like, holy shit, there's a motherfucking fire. Like, so mm-hmm. that's like, that's kind of like your engagement metric of like, okay, there's some fucking hillbilly redneck in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, you know, talking to his four followers about, you know, shooting up something. It's like, okay, well, Twitter's not going to be able to be that nitpicky. But if you have you know, a governor or, you know, a state legislator that is, you know, reaching a hundred thousand people with their tweets and they're saying, I want this action word against this particular group. Like you have like some sort of like template that like if your tweet fits that template in terms of inciting violence and it's getting over a certain amount of engagement, then that's like when you enact uh, censorship. So that would be a little bit on sentiment then. Like it would be, well, first we should say that the movie theater is not in fact on fire at all. Um, So that's kind of the whole basis of this argument is like, if it's not, then what are you saying to begin with? So that's kind of the morality underlying of it. Are you whispering it? Are you screaming it? Is the theater full? Is it not? And then Grant, I think you're kind of hinting at, Actually, never mind. I'm not going to say that. Go ahead, Blake. <laughs> well, I, was, I think there also has to be some, like, palpable action, like, attached to it. Like, yeah. You know, you know, like, if people are like, ah, this movie theater's not on fucking fire. Shut up, dude. And no one moves right. anything, then he's going to be like, no, he's not going to get in trouble. But if everybody panics and someone dies in a trample or something like that, like, yeah, then you're going to get in a lot of trouble. Like, the thing, like, like, again, Trump has been tweeting for years and years about, you know... I support this, do this, do this, don't let this go forgotten or whatever. But then people actually are, you know, something happened this time that's like, you know, historic Multiple people and, died. and terrible. Yeah. And, People's right. lives ended because of so this. So I think, I think that they're like, like acting on the words too. Yeah, I just, I mean, because, but the censorship isn't enacted on the action that follows it. It's enacted on, it's, you know, it's a preemptive measure um, and it has to it has to recognize that that's occurring before the action takes place, or else th- it didn't work. <laughs> like so, I mean, I I, I'm wondering, like you know, is there like a certain template, like that, like AI could like kind of sift through on prominent accounts? That's like if you have 
some sort of group being referenced followed by some sort of action word towards another group or thing that's like your like censorship like templates like you can't be out here telling hundreds of thousands of people to go do things to other people like that that's what i'm trying to like wonder if there's a universal way to define you know but i i think it has to be more subjective than that because it is uh, this is a legal issue like ai doesn't necessarily know legality it knows what you program it to know like maybe i'm off base on that i don't know a lot about ai as, as much as you guys might but like I don't know. I feel like it has to be more subjective than that. And I think, this, yes, this was reactionary, but it didn't take a computer. It took it took people in a room saying, we're not confident that Trump won't do this again. And that's why they shut it down, in my opinion. So you would, say, you would say it, it kind of low-key needs to be tied to an event occurring. Like the censorship couldn't have really happened before the Capitol – um, invasion. It would have, unless there had been some sort of like earlier tweets or something that Trump had done that had incited an action. It kind of has to be like more of a like retrospective um, analysis in order to apply a censorship. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I, I well, I think going along with the, the action. Yeah. I mean, you know, when there is action, you have to react to it, and therefore, I think they are reacting to it, but also trying to prevent future things. Like they're they're exact like reasoning i think was something about like prevent you know future incitement of violence or something like that like that's what they're going for so yes they're they're trying to do it preemptively but it's in reaction if that makes sense i mean that's how i'm reading it i yeah i mean i i guess that well to me it just i guess that that's most reasonable and knowing that we're speaking out of our depth like ai and all those things over my head and i'm sure anything that we could possibly yeah. think of in the next 90 years they are trying or also thinking of yeah. so whatever but i just think that I, I think that at the end of the day they failed us i think that there is some level of responsibility one of american businesses and those that regulate it but two like companies of this size and this power to just do what's best do what is literally best for the nation in this instance but for the of well-being and you should realize that when trump's tweets uh, attacking a race or anything in in that negative light with malicious intent has been getting five hundred thousand likes months ago and you like it's just like what have you been doing this yeah. whole time you have seen it you eat there is a documentary with people who worked at your company saying that these things are already happening and they've been happening. I just think that there is yeah. a humongous failure there that we need to be like, we shouldn't accept Twitter as just part of life. Like it doesn't have any right to be here other than we enjoy using it. And clearly their power has gotten out of hand. So we can try and curate like, it, yeah. it, it. It just feels like we have lost. And this is just me, I guess also reflecting on myself a little bit. That's why I have some passion here. It's like, why do we give them so much power? We just accept that they're part of our lives when really they are part of the reason our lives are tough right now. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree with you guys um, in terms, I mean, it's kind of, I guess, stereotypically un-American to say, but um, I do think that they're, as private companies, they do have the right to censor. Um, I guess I was mainly trying to hone it into how can we develop a censorship rule that prevents a you know capital invasion but you know permits a you know a bunch of organizers for you know BLM or you know whatever you know genuinely good cause to be able to organize and get people together 
but not incite violence, you know? Well, I, I hear yeah. where you're I mean, but this, but this might be the, the spark for that. You know, this, this event here might be a spark for that kind of planning for the future, some sort of template, quote-unquote. I hear where you're coming yeah. from, but I, I think my stance is, is just that it, prevent is probably not possible. People have been figuring out ways yeah. to skirt what's possible for a really long time to plan bad shit, but they should not be able to just have a tweet thread uh, two days long that's like, yo, let's go meet at the Capitol. Yes, definitely bring your guns. Trump, 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 MAGA, whatever. Like, those type of conversations should not be easy to have. They should have to have real technical expertise and planning to do these things, you know? Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I, uh, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is an interesting way to put it. Um, and we do have some, you know, diverse perspective on this. So, um, I think that we should get that out in a little uh, hip hop freestyle. Ooh, little, like you can start off with a little, o- little ominous beat too for the ominous times. We <laughs> uh, I just gotta let this simmer. Is this from Get Out? That it was on the trailer. That's how a lot of people know it. But this shit is this is a classic. Oh, when they came car out in the '90s. I feel yeah. like I've heard this on the radio. Yeah. Yo, I ain't no advocate of censorship, but Trump ain't here for no mentorship. He here for action, motherfuckers is on his behalf, and that probably ain't even the whole half. He at this shit full circle, trying to get the world to be in turmoil. And we rap like we in foil, we stuck in one place, like gargoyles. Ooh, stuck in place. Like the soil, yeah, you know, we need some fucking oil to light this shit up, burn it all down. Gotta find a new place, gotta find a noun and a verb. Inciting some words, inciting people to come together to try to be heard, trying to understand. How do we rally? Yeah, now we're meeting back alleys. Ooh, back alleys, where it's dark, we not sharp. We listening to somebody that's saying they part And we just wanna go like performance art And perform whatever they say It don't matter if it's to my own dismay I might go to prison for fucking DJT What the hell be wrong with me? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm bombing it, bombing it Yeah, this shit is getting ominous Yeah, Trump is tweeting way too autonomous Gotta limit his capabilities On that motherfucking Twitter feed Yeah, they... They took them off the web, everybody asking, yo, what's next? I don't know, but people can't go just flex on the internet. We gotta find a way to protect. Yeah, say kudos to Twitter, but really, that shit gives me jitters. Like I said, I ain't a proponent of censorship, yo. But if it's meant to be good for society, if it'll be, it'll be. Yes, I hope it won't be me, but I ain't out there causing the fucking riot. I just sit on my own and be quiet. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm gonna try it. Going to the fucking capital, I'm gonna fry it. Yeah, I got a MAGA hat on, looking backwards. Yeah, now I'm gonna get sad yards on these motherfuckers trying to stage a coup. Yeah, we doing this shit, cause we do. Yeah, rapping till my face turned blue. Uh, This election was ours Don't let them sit behind bars You can get in, they just wave your ass Get past and cause just mass destruction I couldn't keep the Trump voice But the message is still on fucking point That's what he's saying That's why they shut his ass down Hopefully nobody like him in the future will be around 
yeah, they just using that shit, they pretending It's not peaceful, I don't recommend it Going to that place, but that's what my mom did Goddamn, you know she was bombing the capital Yeah, she had an AK Shooting all the senators in the ground they lay They can't ratify the results cause they use violence Now they laying on the ground in fucking silence Damn, Shirley, we just sitting back and have our fingers fucking twirling while we listen to the news and we all freaked out. Yo, these people were just tweaked out. I don't know, there was people smoking weed. Don't that make you peaceful? Motherfuckers, you know it's see-through messaging. That's why he got fucking quieted. Yes, I keep saying it, but yo, they rioted in the fucking capital. Like, what's up with that? That shit is really, really whack, and I hope it never comes back. That's why they told him shut the fuck up. Yes, you fucked up, bruh. Oh my god, we're looking at fucking dystopia. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna be roping the motherfucker BLM protesters to come get me reinvest in a new society. Trying to make new rules. Yeah, fuck that shit we learned in school. Trying fuck to play us as some fools, but you know, we use Twitter as a tool. I wish. Fuck yeah. I wish. Well, I mean, I obviously agree, our conversation is has been flooded by that topic for a while now because it just happened and it was, I mean, textbook, textbook I mean, history shit, bro. Like, it, I'm, I'm sick of living history. through like history making events. Fuck that shit. No doubt. Like history classes oh God, for et- forever, but you know, in the next two decades are going to be like, yo, let's get to 2020 and the beginning of 2021 because this shit's wild. But I do. Dude, I just imagine. I was just—I just imagine. I don't know when they get to that shit. Like the teachers just gonna—they're not gonna have fucking textbooks. But I could just imagine them just like, oh, just like laying this shit down. It's like, all right, here's 2020. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's here's 12 months worth start. of bullshit. <laughs> I do oh think that the the people are gonna kind of want to kick off the year. You know, everybody is hoping that this year is 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 lighter and brighter yeah. than the year uh, past. I'm wondering, you know, how are you guys? thinking about chasing that like i know grant you're definitely into a whole new zone of life you just graduated college and you're about to start a full-time job you know for the first time ever you're really in the market blake you've got moving puzzle pieces and you know mm-hmm. it, so things are just i guess crazy for you would be a, a fair way to put it and i feel like i've been stagnant for a little bit um so i'm i'm plotting the next move how, how are you guys yeah. feeling about we're all kind of in different places year? yeah Go ahead, Grant. Yeah, I, I guess in terms of, um, I mean, the topic kind of being addressed here is like New Year's resolutions. Right, um, I was going to ask about that too. I, 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 res- I respect the attachment of, you know, making new resolutions to a specific time. Um, I think that provides kind of an objective force, like an objective motivator to be looking to refine yourself. Um, I personally... I feel like my methodology is a little different. I have like a little note in my phone that has a list of all of the good habits that I'm trying to start or maintain and a list of all the bad habits that I'm trying to discourage or quit. Hmm. And so when I look to like a new year's resolution, I kind of already have my you know goals in that sense written out in this note. And I don't really wait till the New Year's to try and implement those. Uh, it's more so when some sort of pain point develops. I'm like, all right, this needs to change. Mm-hmm. I start. I write that. I write that. You know, 
prompts in my phone. And then one of my good habits is I read that note every morning when I wake up so I can get my mind right and remember what I'm trying to do. That's a, that's a good method of doing that. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. I don't it? necessarily have anything like that. Um, I, you know, have wanted to get into a routine of getting up and, and doing a workout of some sort and then meditating, eating a good breakfast and reading in some order, hopefully that order every morning. Um, that's one thing that I really want to like accomplish. that morning routine starting days. off. Yeah. On a, a Cause I think note. that, I mean, yeah, it helps me. I think it's good for me obviously to get up and do that stuff, like to, to ready my body and mind, but also like, I think it makes me feel better. Like I think, like, I think I feel like I don't have a lot going on. So I think that helps me feel like accomplished, like bang, check, 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 check. Like I yeah. did that, you know? That is a little thing, but I think that really helps me. Um, I haven't done a great job of that even this week because we tried to – Ashley, my girlfriend, works at starting at 8 a.m. So, like, for her to get up and do a workout with me, we got to get up at, like, 6.30, and that shit's, like, really hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> shit's really hard. Fuck that. But, so, but that's what I mean, though. Well, like, you know, going forward, that might not always be the case. Like, you know, her hours might change. There might be times where she can't do it at all, so it's just on me. So whatever time I'm able to get up and do that, I want to stick to that routine. That's that's the biggest thing to stay out to me right now that I want to accomplish at least in the first part of 2021. I think it's it's definitely smart to, you know, pair new ambitions or new habits to like some sort of like time-oriented schedule like in terms of um time is like pretty much your most objective measure that you can get. So if you can get yourself to stick to a time-related schedule, um it's essentially going to force you to you know, it's not going to matter how motivated you're feeling that day. If yeah. you're sticking to that to that schedule, then you're going to have a clear path to accomplishing those goals. Um, and you can do that outside of how motivated you are until the point where it becomes second nature. Yeah, for sure. And I also um, kind of s- stumbled upon like an opportunity around here out in um, Indiana where I'm staying with like you know, it's, it's about, it's high school sports and I would get paid like per video I create too, which, and I kind of like the idea of getting paid based on the amount of work I do specifically. That is like, I feel like a good motivating factor. So I guess another resolution maybe in terms of that would be like, like go get your bag, I guess, for lack of a better thing. Like just do the fucking work. Like you've been off work for a while now. Like no doubt it's work that I, you know, would enjoy doing. I think I've done it before. I think it would really be like better my you know, career trajectory. So I think that that's something too, that I need to, you know, it'd be tough because I'd be driving like an hour to get to where I need to go each time um, there and back. But it would be working two separate gigs um, that would all depend on, you know, how much I'm working to to get that bag. And I think that's motivating for me. Yeah. You would be on the grind for sure. And and that's probably attractive, you know, right now after some weeks of just kind of chilling. Absolutely. Blake, do you have any kind of um, more offhand ambitions you know that may not be directly related to you know a professional digital you know art creation or whatever like do you do you have any ambitions that you're pursuing outside of just you know building your resume yeah a lot of um well that part of that routine that i mentioned earlier i want to also incorporate like just sit down for an hour and just write something like whether that's like you know a rap song or like you know i've started like writing mm. these random short stories like just sit down for an hour like let your mind really? go like i mean stephen king the random sidebar stephen king said like literally how he got himself to like 
be in a good habit of writing was just sit down, no distractions for four hours a day and just write whatever you think of. And like, I think that would be a good way for me to, that's a good creative outlet just like this. Um, I enjoy doing that. And I think it's, even though it's not directly beneficial, I think it's good for me to have that creativity kind of flow and, and perfect a voice or perfect a style and kind of apply that. I'm really, I'm really curious about, you know, I, I don't know. I've never really thought much about like writing short stories. I know you're like kind of rap, like rhyme oriented. Is this like some like one fish, two fish, red no. fish, blue fish type <laughs> no, shit? No, like I, I mean, I'm, I'm not ruling out like poetry and stuff too. Like just not even just like rap, but just kind of, you know. I, I used to do that when I was like young and even in high school, like when we, we like through our, I really enjoyed our English classes through high school. So I'd sometimes um, take some of those assignments even and do them like on my own. Like I remember we had one poetry assignment that I really enjoyed and I think it inspired me to write like a couple more. Um, so I think that's just a good, I think that's just a good way of me being creative and being kind of like un, like creative with no, what am I trying to say? Like uninhibited creativity i guess like no distractions with that yeah and and it's like it's pretty much private so you doesn't have to be anything it doesn't have to be anything at all it just has to be what you want it to be or it can be nothing for sure you know it can just be right whatever it is it could sit on my laptop forever yeah Yeah. that's cool so yeah that's 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 where my mind's at i think i'm in a similar realm to you blake and well and and grant i should say the I kind of like when people use time as a way to kind of reset. Like I, I, that's the way I view it, I guess is like, it's, it's less of like a, I look forward to the, or I can only kind of work on myself or work on whatever I need to do at the new year or when time allows, but more so as like a shower, you know, it's like a reset button. Like, all right, you know, here is a very easy attachable reason to just kind of hone back in. And, yeah, and, and, and figure some of these things out that, you know, maybe my thought loops have been going on. But Blake, I, I am in the same realm. Like I'm trying to write a lot more. I'm trying to be very mm-hmm. uh, intentional and like diligent about the way I journal and being yeah, that's br- a good idea. brutally honest when I journal. Like in the past, I've I've journaled and I write a lot just because I there's so much going on up there. But I've noticed that I tend to focus on the good. Like I try to reflect on the good rather than like really dive in. Which I mean, that's human nature too, though. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I'm not mad that I've done that because I think it's been a helpful motivator in the past. But now I, I feel like I just need to be a little bit more real with, not in general, but just in with myself in those moments. So like when I'm creatively writing, whenever I'm journaling, whenever I'm just sitting and just thinking, like, you know, congratulate myself, but move on. You know, and also think about the other things. Uh, yeah, to get true personal you ta- reflection. You know, are you talking about just being more open-minded to like perhaps like a darker, darker topic, like some Edgar Allan Poe shit? Well, like, I think I've I think I've always like realized those, but then spun them in my head as like a you know maybe I'm this way because I work so much but you know I work so much because I enjoy it and you know it ends up being this big thing where I'm like okay I don't need to work on that but I need to be more diligent and honest about things and not just like you know spin them in a way that allows me to go to sleep peacefully you know what I mean yeah you know uh, yeah. I, mean? I mean being being an optimist is part of being ambitious but um, you don't want to accidentally censor your um, <laughs> more real thoughts that well need to be addressed yeah. in order to move up. So that, that is in, and I think they're working together. I want to do that really intentionally. 
And then also 2020 straight up made me realize that, you know, I've always been a hustler, but I've always kind of focused on those good things. And 2020 made me realize that those things in the end don't matter. Like how you feel mentally, how you're able to be alone, the relationships that you have with people, friendships, and just like, you know, how you treat people. Like those are the things that when everything else is stripped away, really truly matter. And if you're comfortable... And it, I've not neglected those things in the past. I'll give myself credit. I have focused on those things, but I need to equally focus on them. So I guess balance might be yeah. a good way to put it, you know, mm-hmm. like really making sure that as, as much as I want to accomplish in life, uh, the other things, <laughs> if we storm the Capitol again and it becomes a coup and we all end up to, like, those, those aren't the things that I'm going to take to the grave with me, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is fair. I would I would say that kind of goes almost hand in hand. Um, in terms of you can look at at an investment in those types of skills, like your you know interrelational skills and the prior prioritization of that. Um, I would say that that is just as effective of, of an investment in your professional pursuits, simply because just anything you do professionally will likely be with other people. Yeah. So. Right. Um, learning, learning how to cultivate uh, real relationships. Fuck, even like real friendships. Um, you know, people kind of separate their you know work coworkers and friends, but like that's those are just labels. At the end of the day, like you want to be an agreeable person. You want to be looking for the common solution among all of the perspectives. And so, um, while it's good for you to identify that, you know, maybe you've been giving too much precedence to one of those areas. Um, I don't see them as opposites. I see them as both working towards a common goal. One's just a little more elemental. Yeah. And one, and one can force the other to be cold and maybe that's personal, but I think it's, it may be a little bit universal of a truth that like, if you put too much intention into your career or whatever you're doing, it is pretty easy for any human to just get cold in a lot of the other senses. And so I really Mm -hmm. want to balance it out to avoid that. If I put too much focus into my life, well then work wouldn't get cold. It would just get underwhelming and I would underperform, but like definitely too much in the, you know, in the other sense could, could cause bad things. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, do you physically like write out when you journal or do you like type it up on your phone or something? Yeah, no, I write it out in a journal. Sometimes That's I just cool. do my phone, like if I'm not at home or whatever, if I'm on That's like, what a I was long bus ride. I but I try to uh, sit down with it, you know, and really dig in. Oh. I love the unex- unexpected beat. <laughs> sit down and dig in, yo. Oh, this is, this is to perfect. Write it up. Yeah? One way to ride it out. Can't have no doubts when you're sitting down alone. You ain't focused on the clout, you just focused on your mind. What can it represent? I don't know, but your skill is fucking evident. Cause when you get up on the track and repeat, yeah, I wanna listen to it on repeat. Holy Ooh. shit. Yeah, it's something positive. I'm glad that this shit is not ominous. It's prominently on my mind to stay in the good mind state while I'm on the grind. I gotta get it, gotta do it on my own. I feel comfortable just being alone, even though I can work in a group with others. I can be on myself and not feel smothered. Ooh, character. 
character flaws, man, what is solution? Maybe I look to New Year's resolution. Yeah, pick a time and date to just make that shit go a different way. To look at myself, be introspective, no trophies on the shelf. Looking at my flaws, what can I change? Do I have laws that I need to rearrange about my personal preferences? Yeah, gotta find me some evidence to build myself up, to build the resume. It's not always about collecting pay. That's right. Yo, New Year's resolutions. Even though we made it in the middle of a possible revolution, I can journal. Yes, in my mind, I'm the motherfucking colonel. I can control that and know what's good and what's bad. Yo, I think about the day I had. Was I intentional? Was I doing shit on purpose and doing myself a good service and going forward with the right mental? Yes. Do I just get on the instrumental and kill it and do I talk my heart out? Yes. Then I did my part now. He did his fucking part. Yeah, look at this boy, a fucking work of art. He working shit out in his fucking brain. Oh my God, making me go insane because I'm trying to figure out how to be creative. Sometimes in my mind, I've never related because I've always had to be objective as an engineer. Got to make the path to the solution real clear. Yeah, still drinking beer though because I like to be a real weirdo when I get on the track like that fucking gear though from Star Wars. Yeah, he's green and he tried to start wars i don't know <laughs> i ain't watched that yo but now i watch my back because my old self catching up yo when i was down uh i can't have a frown i gotta have a smile as i remain creative it's cool to look at something after you made it and feel proud you know i can't be on the loud but still i got my mind in the clouds Got his mind in the crowd, yeah, just out here trying to make my daddy proud, but I don't really know if he's got the right dreams for me, yeah, that shit an obscenity, cause I've been trying to break my own path, yeah, got my calculator out, do the math, oh shit, do I have enough focus on what this magic is, hocus pocus. Sometimes your day ain't all good But to look at the bad shit You should just reflect You know you gotta respect yourself And just know you can't neglect The bad thoughts that going through your mind Man you're doing the best you can So just stay on time With the beats With the fucking instrumentals Yo and be gentle on yourself Be gentle Yeah you know that you gotta Handle that shit with care some stairs, but it doesn't matter cause your mind is in the air, yeah you're letting it manifest, letting it do things that these other people really can't do, it takes time, it takes patience, yeah, can't have these relations, ooh, it's all about relations though, yes, you feel elated, oh, are you doing that by yourself, are you content, and when you're with other people, do you repent, when you hurt they feelings, or you say something wrong, can you stay with somebody else long? Talking about the fucking marriage or just hanging out? Ooh, you gotta take that route and be personable. Yes, in this uh, personal flow. How far do persons go when they be looking and introspective? You gotta be reflective and protective of your mind, your mind state. That's what we're talking about. We feel we feel positive these days, man. It was, I guess, it was a long time coming, but we're feeling good. Hey, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, man, all that all that skill is that's a grown man's sport, bro. That's Inter- right. Relationships, man. Man, that's you're like, good at tying bro, that shit together gotta... today, man. <laughs> Dude, that was yeah, the name of the beat for anyone up. that doesn't know. The name of that beat was grown man sport. So, 
That's good. It is a grown man's sword, dude. It it takes a lot of growing up to uh, to to see the the bad shit, you know, because yeah. <laughs> it takes a while to realize that some of this shit out there is bad shit, and then it takes mm-hmm. a little bit longer for you to realize that there's bad shit everywhere <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> you know and it's in yourself too and you got to fucking work on that shit but that's what we talk about here we we talk about that shit pretty openly and honestly and i think that um it you know it's only going to better us you know hopefully in the end and it seems like there's a lot of that narrative happening in the world today in general people just being pretty real about what yeah. shit is going on so um you know not to delay the high cue of the day I was but gonna say, i was gonna i'm wondering I'm growing up that in shit. columbus ohio as each of us did how do we think the Buckeyes are going to do against Alabama on Monday? <laughs> I'm go- dude, I'm going to campus, bro. I got work Tuesday morning, but like... You're driving to Columbus? You're going man, to campus a- overnight? Oh. No, I, well, I'm going to campus um, after work on Monday, and then, I mean, <laughs> based on what happens, we'll see if I'm there overnight, but... <laughs> I, dude, I don't know, Shit, man. I'm, dude. I'm, I'm optimistic as fuck, dude. Yeah. That, that Clemson win fucking hit right. And um, the the time is right, man. I just graduated. I don't know. I'm I a bigger graduated. religion now. This shit, it's, it's all going to come together. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm more optimistic than I thought I'd be. Um, they are definitely better than Clemson, I think. Um, Alabama? The pass, yeah. Defense is what, yeah, the pass defense is what worries me. I think we can score with them. But the pass defense is what worries me for the Buckeyes. I'm a little bit worried about our offense, to be honest with you. Like, it, Justin is going to be hurting. Like, I bet he's still limping. He's got to have broken ribs, right? They didn't report on that because why would you? But, I mean, he's going to be tough shape. And our offense hasn't been performing that well lately. I think we had momentum against Clemson. And I'm optimistic, but they need to show up because Bama's not going to put up less than 35, you know? No, no doubt. Yeah, but that's the, I, if if the Buckeyes score forty nine, they have every chance to win. Now, if they do, that, that's what they scored against Clemson. I don't know if they'll do that, but again, I was not optimistic they'd do that until they did it, went out and did it. So, yeah, I, it depends on who's missing too. They're not, they're probably not going to be at full strength. The quote Ryan Day had was like, "Oh, we have plenty of guys," but he wouldn't disclose who is not there. So, that's going to be a big factor too, is who actually is out. What's this talk of a potential delay? Is it's that... just for their COVID. If you if they have fewer than I think it's fifty. Three or 54 guys um, they're not supposed to play in which case they delay it a week but that's apparently not going to be a problem day keeps saying like oh we won't be at 100 percent, but we'll be ready to go basically okay so there's it's likely not going to be delayed that's that's the likely talk as not. of now it's supposed it's supposed to be on on schedule yeah well, right. well the shit. only thing we do know is that we will be drinking heavily for that mm. game. Yes. 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 I will be nervous. Winner lose, we booze. No All right, Lou, what's your high here? That was the high That was the high Love it. You okay. must be well, you said, you said, Well, you said didn't want to delay the high And I was at that made me think that there was another one. But, dude, okay, I love that. I'll talk about the Buckeyes all day, but we should wrap it up. We all right. Um, I, I, will do, I will do a quick high then, but I've, I've asked you guys before. Would you oh, rather? Would you rather work at a Cabela's in the middle of oh, rural Indiana as a cashier for the rest of your life, five days a week, or be blind? <laughs> Dude, I don't think I can be blind. Uh, you think you could be a Cabela's I mean, cashier for the rest of your life? And I—I I mean, no, no, no shade against. I could do my side. Dude, I could do my shitting and spitting thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you could have. Yeah, I could do that on the weekends, wait, man. 
Wait, Cabela's cashier also internet <laughs> sensation? Is that right? what we're going for? Dude, yeah, put it on the See, resume, man. When I'm not ringing up See, your your fishing rods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm ringing up these bars yeah, and dude. stew. <laughs> I think I could get myself to do that eventually. If I, if I did enough, like, creative outlet on the side, I think I could do that, yeah. See, I, I mean, that ties um, pretty well, even though I would say the opposite answer. I would say <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the same reason, um, I don't know. I feel like with my personal skill set, I would be very tied down and limited by working at a Cabela's in the middle of nowhere. Um, whereas blind, I feel like I could still be a substantial engineer and or um, you know find a way to be able to push myself more easily then if I, I mean, that's obviously, you know, I'm not, I'm not blind and could never anticipate the challenges that come with being yeah, blind, no but I feel like blind people can live very fulfilling lives and oh, yeah. accomplish very great things. Whereas like as a Cabela's worker in the middle of nowhere, you're kind of, I don't know would you, you're just like slapping chaw every day and, you know, drinking Bud Light, like, and that's like what you look forward to for the rest of your life. You don't have to do that. I don't know if this is telling of me or not, but the first thing I think of when I think of that question is like just having to go on a date and being like, I I am at my peak. I work at Cabela's now, and when I die, I will have worked at Cabela's my whole life. And that's just it. Think about how dope retirement will be, though, when you're done. That's your narrative, bro. You're going to be on a date with Cindy Lou, baby, and she's going to... Tammy Lynn. uh, She's going to be like the gas station worker at fucking marathon up the street and it's gonna be a whole goddamn love like story. you take out a literally a whole part of your conversational prowess of just like a, no passions no goals like uh here's the restaurants i enjoy hey, here's what i like to eat and ignorance is bliss man there are probably a lot of happy couples that live uh this exact narrative that we're describing well we are only yeah. nine days into january boys and and listeners but um you know the capital has been rushed and the Buckeyes are in the national championship. Some Hunger Games shit. So we're talking about all that stuff, and we're talking about what we're looking forward to, you know, striving for in this year and, and what we're hoping to get out of it. So thank you for joining us on another episode of IQ. Yes. And as always, that remember, if you're racist, fuck you. That's the Dory told.